from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from my car, which I will explain in a second, which is dimly lit. C-A-R, senor. <laughs> and, to, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Overreactions. I'm guessing you're talking Omicron? I am, sir. Yeah. Just absolutely ridiculous, knee-jerk, panic-stricken, obsessive. It just it's, it's just nuts. Out of the media or out of public officials? Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Virtually right. everybody but real human beings. Who who among us has had friends and family who are actually freaking out over this? Not me. Ah, that's an excellent point. An excellent point that I would be happy to discuss as soon as this fabulous jazz music is over. Kicking it, though. Here you go. Here's the big finish. Now! Love it. Um, yeah, that's funny you would mention that because I was at the park on Sunday, and so Omicron broke as a story on Saturday, you know, and it was the only thing on the news. And I was at the park on Sunday, and just it was, it was a beautiful day, and there were so many people out, and ran into some people, and teachers, and kids that my kids know, and stuff, and everybody's talking around, and never even came up. Everybody's just hanging out, talking. It's not like among real people, everybody was discussing Omicron and what it might mean and how it's going to affect our lives. Nobody was talking about it at all. Everybody was just hanging out. So wait a minute. You're trying to tell me nobody said, I really need the president to address the nation and tell us what to think about this. None of them? That's kind of funny. But uh, and uh, we'll have plenty of time to talk about Omicron if uh, if that's what you all want. Yeah, hell no. Um, I'll talk about why people are talking about it. That'll show them. On the on the why I'm in my car, and I think I find this fascinating because this is the most blatant example of it I've ever had. Oh my so, God, you're homeless! You're homeless now, aren't you? I am a I am a person experiencing homelessness. Thank you're you. unhomed, Holmes. Yes, <laughs> I am not homeless. I'm experiencing homelessness. Home, home, I am experiencing homelessness. <laughs> I am a person experiencing experiencing homeliness and the well, give now. And if you've um, ever watched a Disney movie, you know being ugly means you're evil. So, wow, wow. So, I had to get up really, really early today. We got a new uh, babysitter at our house for my son, and I uh, got to walk her through all the medications and everything that is special with uh, dealing with my son. So, I was up extra early, like an hour earlier than I usually am, and dressed like an hour earlier with her and did all this sort of stuff and so i left the house like a good half hour earlier than i ever do and uh i i for some reason and i think i know the reason now is i've had it explained to me by a, uh, a therapist before um people who procrastinate or or who are late regularly are doing it because they have a bad feeling about themselves, which I've never really, I never really bought the first time I heard it, but I'm starting to believe it. Hmm. It's uh, like I'm my my kids are never late for anything. Never, I never get my kids late to anything. It just it, it would never happen. It couldn't happen. I'm not because it would reflect poorly on them, and I don't want that to happen. 
Yeah. But I'm perfectly okay, apparently, having it reflect poorly on me psychologically or something like that. So today I'm running so early, I thought, I just can't get there that early. I'm going to stop at Starbucks. So I stop at Starbucks and get in a ridiculously long line where they have some sort of trouble with ordering and all this different sort of stuff. And the next thing you know, I'm going to be late for work. And I, I sabotaged, and this is what the therapist said people do, either with procrastination, getting stuff turned in late, or being late all the time, and I just wonder if there are other people listening who have this situation. Maybe this will be helpful. Um, you sabotage yourself to, like, match your self-image that you've got of yourself or something Ooh, like that. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So it, I, I, I've heard of this in, in the context of sports, specifically golf. Some, some oh, people really? get used to losing and doing poorly and it becomes their comfort zone and if they ever have a chance to break out of that they'll self-sabotage because they don't want to risk trying and failing and so they 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 undercut themselves wow that's that's a known thing that's like a discussed thing uh yeah i don't know how widely known it is but i I read it a few years back and thought "Uh oh i okay yeah, that uh, rings a little truish. Door open, Door Michael. Michael. Hey, everybody. Hey, look, so, check. So that's interesting. So, like, if you had a big shot to make in golf, you might. I mean, you, you're not consciously missing it on purpose or whatever, but some part of you thinks I'm not the kind of person that that wins this tournament or scores this well. Right. Right. And, wow, and, that's and, and the better you do, the more uncomfortable you are. And if you if you just miss a couple of short putts, yeah, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. That's me. I knew it. Wow. And you're no longer out there on the limb. Wow. That's what, so weird because I was thinking, I'd been told this years ago by a therapist, but this is the first time it's been this blatantly true. Dude, you're a half hour early for work. You're fine. And you went out of your way to put yourself in a situation where you're going to make sure you weren't there on time. Are I mean, you that's sure cool. you just didn't want delicious Starbucks? Well, I did want delicious <laughs> Starbucks. But that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's not big C crazy. It's small C crazy. But that's really interesting. I wonder if you can do anything to arrest that. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've also just, uh, I remember back when we used to do shower thoughts uh, on Monday mornings, uh, one of my favorites was every time I wake up 10 minutes early, I act like I have so much time, I make myself five minutes late. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe that's just enjoying the luxury of a little extra time. I'm, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to uh, analyze you. You're doing a fine job. Yeah. No, I think that's really interesting in the sports angle of it. That just that makes perfectly good sense. I wonder if I did that when I was golfing. Because sometimes I'd be doing really well, and then it's like, you know, this is I'm kind of out here where I'm not I'm not this guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like looking at the scoreboard. Who's he? What's he doing? And and uh, I'm not that guy. And so I would go ahead and you know fire a couple into the parking lot to get oh. me back to my comfort zone. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Four. <laughs> Let's officially start the show. Maybe we'll okay. ruminate about this more. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this is how did it get to be Tuesday? November the 30th, the last day of November, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Getting, we approve of this program. And as you may know, the slightest violation of FCC rules and regulations ends with a federal prison term. Wow. So we'll be towing the line for the next four hours, precisely uh, beginning at Mark. They're really criticizing science. 
because I represent science. Oh, my God. Got to love that. <laughs> oh, Captain Hubris, Doctor yeah. Hubris, there. We got Doctor Hubris. We got to play you the long form of that later. That is, uh, that is a I heck of a thing. Science. Hail Fauci! Hail Fauci! That's one of those things that even if you believe it, you should you should know you shouldn't say it out loud. Yes, yes. Next interview, he's going to show up wearing a purple robe and a crown <laughs> <laughs> and a stethoscope. <laughs> what? What? Science. Why are you wearing that? Wearing what? <laughs> the, the the robe and the crown. Because I am science. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's it's hilarious, really, if you think about it. Hey, thank God he's not in charge of anything. Oh, wait a minute. Oh boy. Well, we got lots to talk about, as Joe mentioned. There's some Omicron nonsense. Uh, we won't wear you out with that. Uh, no, certainly not. Trust me. We we definitely won't. Um, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's beefy. It's big and beefy, strong like bull. If you can weigh in on that topic, are there any other examples other than the sports world or procrastination or being late or anything like that? Relationships. Relationships? Relationships, Oh, boy. I'm pretty sure I don't do that in real. I'm almost positive I've never done that in a relationship. Somebody I love a great deal, uh, and I once had a a conversation about um, sometimes it feels like the sled is going so fast, it's best to bail out now before it really gets going. Wow, that's terrible. Was the metaphor we came up yeah, with. Yeah, that's terrible. Wow, so I can relate to it with the sports and the being late yeah. stuff, but not with the relationship thing. My self-image, even though it hasn't turned out that way, my self-image is that relationships work and I'm good at it and they're fine. Right. So yeah. that that's... That that would be my comfort zone, right? So that's well, and interesting. Just to, to finish the metaphor, that if if indeed you let the sled, the the relationship, get to full speed, get to deep love and commitment, if it crashes, it'll hurt all the more. So best to bail out of the sled. But that kind of actually makes sense. What does the upside to being late or not getting your you know tags in on time for the yeah. DMV? I mean, what's well, the upside of that? I hear you. That's, that's just point. that's just a. I'm not. I'm. A, I'm. I'm, a, I'm an f up, and I need to reinforce that, which is not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if you know anything about that, text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Well, and as long as we're bearing our souls, I really enjoy uh, standing in my living room window and flashing passersby. <laughs> so. I mean, that's something I need to deal with. I'm proud of my body, and I feel like everyone should. As just... long as we're sharing. Michael, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the bathroom outside. Oh, stop it. <laughs> so uh, so the... do a lot of people. You live in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, all that other stuff on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. So much good stuff to talk about. Mainstream media continues to ignore Hunter Biden and that whole fracas. Uh, brand new book out about how clearly old man Joe gets uh, a scoop of, of Hunter's business. We'll outline that for you. We also have uh, updates on the 
ridiculous overreaction due to the Omicron variant that isn't is hardly even worth mentioning as far as we can tell. China being belligerent on the world stage again. So's Iran. It's a dangerous world we live in. Oh, yeah, I was just reading how Iran and Israel are at cyber war, and they're now targeting oh. civilians. Oh, yeah, I got a. Uh, did you read that whole article in the New York Times over the weekend? That was awesome. I, I just came across something oh. today. Yeah, it was the New York Times. It was their front-page Sunday story, and uh, I've got the details from that. It's really something, including Iran hacked in to their gay adult uh, it's a online, dating site, yeah. Online dating site and released all kinds of information to embarrass people. I really enjoy blanking with blanks. Right. Yeah. And, and nude pictures and all kinds of stuff. Iran did that to Israel. Oh. A country did that to another country. That's below the belt, literally. Ooh. Yeah. Here's your freedom loving quote of the day. Continuing our series of freedom loving women. In this case, fashion icon designer magnate Coco Chanel. Who said, the most courageous act is still to think for yourself aloud. There you go. There's not really a shortage of that. You ever been on Twitter? (laughs) Although a lot of people are aloud, they're just not thinking. It's best to combine the two. Here's your mailbag. You can drop us an email anytime you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Got an opinion? Something we ought to be talking about? You want to send it along? mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com if texting is more your style 415-295-KFTC David sent this along with the caption holy crap it's an article about Long Beach California schools boys and girls would share schools new locker room it's explaining their new co-ed locker room no system way. to avoid no, any more no, arguments about no, gender and stuff. No, that's not it's actually time. happening. That's not actually happening. Welcome to Sodom and Gomorrah High School. Are you There's kidding? no chance that can go badly. Wow! I know. It, unfortunately, it's just a, a, a pick of the front page first couple of paragraphs and not a link to the article, but I was going to go digging see what I can learn. Uh, on the topic of Cyber Monday, or as I characterized, uh, characterized it, Cyber Shut Up Day, because Cyber Monday is fake. It never really existed. It's not a thing. Uh, as it turns out, it is a thing. And I apologize for saying that, but what thing it is will shock you. Okay, I want to hear that. Note from Ron, who's a fag fawn, friend of Armstrong and Getty for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he writes, uh, on Monday the 22nd, the Monday before Thanksgiving, one of his computer monitors died. Uh, he runs two monitors, uh, as I do in the studio, and uh, one of them died. He says, I think it was attacked by the Omicron variant. Anyway, <laughs> um, so he, he clicked around. He went to a couple of stores. He ends up ordering one through a geek company. I think we know which, which one because they had the one I wanted. It was on sale for 249 bucks. 180 bucks off a uh, list price. So he got it for 249.99, 250 bucks. Keep that in mind. Um, he was so pleased with it that he thought, heck, I'm replacing my smaller monitor too. I mean, it's a much better monitor. Uh, and so since Cyber Monday was coming off, uh, coming up, he held off till Cyber Monday, went back on the same website and found that same monitor, not for that uh, inflated price of 250 bucks, but for a much more attractive price of $300. <laughs> 
on Cyber Monday. Needless yeah. to say, I've decided to wait till after the Cyber Monday sale is over so I can save $50. There have been all kinds of studies on this. You know, Google it if you want. The Wall Street Journal, whoever, have done all kinds of studies on this back when it was Black Friday. It's the same sort of thing. There's all kinds of games that get played around this. Yeah. And there are great deals that can happen at any point. Keep your eye out. And if... They have inventory and it gets closer to Christmas. That's when you're going to get the lowest prices on everything. But sure. if, if the if the uh, retail world has the belief that everybody's shopping today, they're going to maximize profit. They're not going to give away money. Well, of course, if there's a near universal perception that these are the best prices of the year, these are the best, you'll go in, you'll buy it, no matter what the price is. Right. And they know it, so they gouge you. Anyway, moving along, this is from uh, Liam. Hey, guys, huge fan of the show. Been listening since I was in middle school, now 31. jeez. Oh, Thanks for that. Talking about Hunter Biden's deal with China. I don't know what the issue is. Is he going to be charged? What would that charge be? Enjoying a succulent Chinese deal? What is the charge? Eating a meal? Deal? A succulent Chinese meal? Deal? Liam, you proud of yourself? There won't be a charge. None of these things ever turn into anything, but uh, they're always interesting to follow. Yeah, it's graft, folks. It's how politicians get crazy rich. Uh, Chris was among many people who point out that Omicron is indeed an amogram for moronic. Yeah. The moronic variant. Agreed. How about Comicron, writes Dave and Salinas. Okay, why not? A shot at the commies is a good shot. I ran into a woman the other day. Full-grown, middle-of-life woman. Got a kid. Career. An adult. And has been listening since she was in junior high. I thought, oh, What? What? <laughs> I mean, that should be good news, right? But, you know, the whole age thing. Yeah, anyway, it's the alternative. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about. If you miss an hour, catch the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. found the story it's true california high school unveils their all-gender locker room long beach unified school district they're going to have a virtual meeting tonight at six i have a feeling that's going to get pretty fiery from uh, parents on both sides of the virtual because of covid or cowardice right but so wilson high school in long beach california breaking ground on a new all-gender locker room yay Allowing students to use bathrooms and locker rooms consistent with the gender they identify with. As well, students may also participate in sports teams and competitions with the gender they identify with, regardless of the gender listed on their school records. Well, that's idiotic in defiance of 50,000 years of human history. Some Long Beach parents have voiced concerns since becoming aware of the all-gender locker room. Really? Really, you have concerns about your 14-year-old girl being in the same locker room as a 14-year-old boy. I'll bet they're stupid conservatives. We were just uh, discussing the combination of delight and horror that you would have fighting it out in your brain as like a 13-year-old boy who might be naked in a room with other 13-year-old girls. I mean, in one hand, it would be the greatest thing that ever happened to me. On the other hand, they're going to see me also. So it would be a combination of delight and horror. Although, didn't we find out nobody showers yeah, at school yeah, anymore? That's true. In the modern world, I, did, I didn't know that until my kids got old enough that, yeah. That, the idea of ever being naked around a classmate is just completely out of bounds. And I guess if you're younger, you're thinking, Jack, what are you talking about? It used to be everybody, and I mean everybody, changed clothes 
in front of everybody else. I mean, all the girls, all the boys did every day gym class every single day. Separated by sex. Separated by sex. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. You yes. don't even need to point that out in normal right. times. Right. But uh, yeah. So I guess nobody gets naked anymore. But still, combo locker room seems weird. And the thing I don't get is, all right, so you got the male parts. You identify as a gal. That's I'm with fine. you there. I wish you nothing but health and happiness. Um, but you got all the male parts. You're there in the locker room. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Nobody's having sex in there. You're just getting your clothes changed, at least back in the day. Um, so what does it matter? Well, because if you're a... Um, if you're uh, kind of secretly, um, um, I guess a boy who identifies as a girl or whatever, and you're uncomfortable with the whole thing, you don't have to like, well, I suppose I better go in the girl's locker room because everybody thinks I'm a girl, but I'm actually a boy. You don't have to deal with that. I guess that's the really generous, kind-hearted view of it. Please do not use gendered language to it's, it's, to address everyone. It's kind of hard to discuss this without it. <laughs> to... You got the male junk, you go in a boy's locker room. All right? Sorry. And hater. Boy, I don't hate anybody. Dave Chappelle. Why don't you um, and Dave Chappelle just sit over there at the hater table? We're meeting uh, J.K. Rowling for coffee after the show, actually. Wow. Uh, so uh, the whole Hunter Biden laptop Chinese deal, the big guy getting 10% thing, it's, it's, it's just absolutely nailed down. Miranda Devine has written a book with the unfortunate name Laptop from Hell. Yeah, I, mean, I think you get more. Well, you might sell more copies with Laptop from Hell. I think you get more. Uh, mainstream cred if you have a more dignified title. Yeah, yeah. I think she's uh, more or less given up on the idea of getting mainstream cred probably, for reasons I will get into in a Probably moment. the smart play. Yeah, but she, in the combination of uh, having the laptop with all of the emails and all of the files and the text messages and the rest of it, uh, plus uh, all the conversations she's had and others have had with Tony Bobulinski, you may remember him. He's the Navy vet who Hunter Biden and Uncle Jim Biden and Joe Biden wanted to run their uh, their company's relationship with a Chinese energy uh, concern and for for whatever reason hunter biden well-known chinese energy expert uh his company was involved with this uh, that was a that was a joke the, the reason is obvious the and and depending on which conversation you're talking about some of this happened at the very very end of joe biden's vice presidency a lot of it was right after he got out of office but he was seen as a very likely candidate for the presidency in the future and so he still had a, an enormous amount of power and influence to peddle. And so uh, Hunter and Jim and Joe Biden and Tony Bobulinski are meeting with the Chinese. Um, and, and then Tony meets with Joe, and it was made very clear to him, listen, you don't get into details. You don't tell my dad anything he shouldn't know. It's very just the 30,000-foot the, the view. And at one point, Bobulinski asked uh, Joe Biden's brother, Jim, his younger brother, who's a bit of a hustler, he said that, why can't we talk about, uh, talk about this stuff with him? And Jim said, plausible deniability. Two words, plausible deniability. And so, uh, and she goes into a great detail, just meeting after meeting, quote after quote, um, and it's it's clear Joe Biden was getting a cut. Is I mean, it? Just, is it? Because I don't I don't see that. I still am. I'm still. Well, I don't know why I'm built this way, but I want to believe that the guy that's president is clean 
for whatever reason. And I still, I, I'm still, my thing is I think Hunter Biden would do anything to his own father to make money because that's the way crack addicts live their lives. And his brother might do that. I think they were trading off their uh, connected vice president, now president dad, but I'm not sure he was in on it. Says Tony Bobulinski. Uh, Navy vet ran the nuclear school for the Navy, captain of his wrestling team. It doesn't mean top secret uh, security clearance. That doesn't mean he's an honest guy. But he said, I've seen Vice President Biden saying he never talked to Hunter about his business. I've seen firsthand that's not true because it wasn't just Hunter's business. They said they were putting the Biden family name and its legacy on the line. I don't have a political axe to grind. I just saw behind the Biden curtain and I grew concerned with what I saw. The Biden family aggressively leveraged the Biden family name to make millions of dollars from foreign entities, even though some were from communist-controlled China. And this made him extremely uncomfortable. And there is paperwork referring to 10% for the big guy. Now, I know you think maybe Hunter was just saying that was going to happen I think that's and, a classic, and ripping his dad off. I think that's a classic crack addict move. Oh, I can get you access to my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to give me this much and carve off this much for him, because then you blah, blah, blah. I, I can see him doing that. Hunter, you, you're a loser! What do you make of the fact that before Bobulinski could run this uh, this concern, he had to meet with Joe Biden and get Joe Biden's seal of approval. I don't know. Had to be seen in a meeting with him or whatever to give it more realness. I don't. I don't have well, any. I don't have any evidence of it. I just want it to be true. Uh, just because I don't want my president to be a crook. Well, I, but, I rest. I rest my case. Um, I, you know, it, there's a fine line between a crook and somebody who makes vague promises that being good to my son couldn't hurt our relationship. Yeah, but none of this really... Does he ever deliver? I don't know. But none of this matters to the ultimate point of this is a story 1,000% worth pursuing by the mainstream media. Right. And whether Joe Biden is directly knowledgeable and benefiting from it or not, it is still 100% a story that uh, the press should be interested in and following. Well, particularly given our relationship with the Chinese. I mean, if Hunter was involved in some uh, semi-ethical dealings with the communist Chinese, and obviously the Communist Party knows every single letter, dotted I, and cross T of the deal and what happened, if, if they know the president's son is dirty... They can absolutely hold that over the old man's head. Sure, and Jonathan Turley, law professor at George Washington University, wrote about this over the weekend. What elephant was his headline? The media, again, buries a Hunter Biden scandal on foreign deals during the Biden vice presidency. Talking about this book that's coming out that Joe was just referring to. Jonathan Turley tweeted out over the weekend, I previously wrote on the anniversary of Hunter Biden laptop story that marveled how the Bidens made the scandal vanish like Houdini's elephant in front of millions. I don't know if you're familiar with that old trick. I don't know how. I don't remember how Houdini pulled it off, but it was magic. It, it was it was live in front of a giant crowd, and he made an elephant disappear. And and Jonathan Turley's making the point that this story was in front of everyone, and the media just made it disappear. Yeah, which is absolutely yeah. magical. In an encore, a new major story on Chinese dealings has surfaced, and once again, poof. Um, I'll just read a little more from his text uh, line, or tweets. 
This elephant is truly difficult to unsee. It means that through the election, Hunter Biden was still receiving money from a variety of companies with close ties to the Chinese, Russian, and Ukrainian governments. In this case, his alleged influence peddling was used to deliver a huge strategic advantage to the Chinese in the very area of electric cars that his father was making an American investment priority. Now, you can focus on the fact that um, his dad was involved and, and look at it that, or you can just focus on the fact that the president's freaking son was helping our number one enemy on the global stage. Right, right. Helping them develop mines of the very uh, precious metals that would be needed when the Obama administration passed laws uh, subsidizing heavily, heavily subsidizing electric cars. You just don't even have to imagine. I was watching Brian Williams last night, and it was all January 6th, the whole damn show. They eventually got around to Amicron. The the uh, January 6th Trump stuff is still so hot on MSNBC, they couldn't get around to the new scariant. Um, can you imagine if Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump or whoever had anything like this that you could nail down? Oh, please, it'd be it, nonstop. It'd be the only yeah. story going on on CNN and MSNBC. Well, it's not much of a, re- of a revelation to point out that the uh, the bulk of American media conspired to make sure Trump didn't get reelected, and old man Biden did. And Miranda Devine, the same gal who wrote the uh, Laptop from Hell book, wrote a hell of a powerful editorial. We'll post it under hot links at armstrongandgetty.com if you want to take a look at the whole thing. But the title is, Media Helped Hide the Real Joe Biden by Censoring Hunter Stories. And, um, and she goes into not only... Um, the utter lack of interest by the legacy media. But then she goes, she says, it's been more than a year since Facebook and Twitter colluded with the Democrat-friendly media to censor a story which reflected badly on their preferred candidate less than three weeks before the 2020 election. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey blithely admitted after the election that locking the Post's account for two weeks uh, on the basis of a non-existent hacking offense was a mistake. Facebook has never revealed the results of the fact check that they said they were in the middle of as a pretext for blocking the post, the New York Post. It likely never occurred because Facebook never contacted key recipients of emails we published from the laptop. And we said, talk to them if you want to know if it's true. They never did. But the damage was done. The coordinated censorship of America's oldest newspaper, the Post, with more than 80 million readers online alone, amounted to election interference. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, they can print what they want to print. They can not print what they want to print. Um, and election interference per se is not a, a crime. I mean, you can call it campaigning if you want. Um, and again, it's not much of a revelation to point out that the bulk of American media is a, a functioning arm of the Democratic Party. Um, but she does a great job of pointing out just how organized it was and how amazing uh, uh, an intentional oversight it was. I mean, this is not a small story. This is a monster. Sure. Well, it should be, but it's not going to be. I don't think anything will ever come of it. And that's the cynical side of me. So you saw the really soft-hearted side of me, and now the cynical side of me that I wish something would. It should, but I just... You're a complicated fellow. (laughs) So from Ukraine, which was Biden's portfolio, to China, to Russia, they just can't wait to give tens of millions of dollars to Hunter Biden, drug addict. 
Okay, okay. Got a Chinese tycoon cooking Hunter dinner in his new $50 million penthouse. Ukrainian oligarch flies him to his fishing shack in Norway. Beautiful Russian escorts and thieving drug dealers float through his self-imposed exile on Sunset Boulevard, etc., etc. He had quite the life there for a while. Yeah. Now he's a painter. Um, And a, and a hell of a painter, from what I understand. Now Half a million dollars and up. Now he's a painter just like Hitler. Mm. Um. Uh, so a bunch of countries are really locking down over this Omicron variant. It's crazy. And, and I'm wondering if that's coming our way, at least to various cities and counties and states. Might be. We'll talk about that, among other things, on the way. If you miss an hour of the show or you want to buy any swag in time for Christmas, Armstrong and Getty stuff, you can go to armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, when I came to America, uh, to me it was so amazing because, you know, here there is freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of expression, and freedom of press, which I didn't have any of those uh, with uh, Turkey. Freedom also is the greatest thing that a human being can have. So that's why I wanted to make that word a part of me and carry it wherever I go. NBA basketball player who actually had an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal a week ago that we read to you all about the evils of China and how the world, particularly the sports world that he's in as a an active player in the NBA, uh, need to wake up to China. And um, he's had some big platforms, including on this show, and he's changed his name. His last name is now Freedom. He's changed his name to Ennis Cantor Freedom. His last name is now his middle name, and Freedom is his last name. All right. Um, I would have thought a guy named Anus would, if you're going to change your name, mm. it'd be the that'd be the part you'd change. It's it's actually pronounced Ennis. Ennis, yes, yes, not not what you said. But that's that's cool. Um, I, I like you got a guy from another country who came from a world of totalitarianism, and really appreciates being in a country that's not like that yet. He can't um, believe how great it is. And uh, yeah. and wants to emphasize that. As yeah. opposed to, God, it's got to be uncomfortable for him in his locker room since you're surrounded by uh, a number of people who just can't hate on America enough. Right. God, right. You, you America haters, it's just it's so weird. I'm fine with there always room for improvement. We've got flaws. Everybody's got flaws. But the 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 attitude, the clear attitude... That the 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 average uh, young white girl college student has of the the world would be better off if the United States never existed mm-hmm. is just insane. Yeah, it is. It is, and and this is such a cliche, but I try to remind myself out of it on a daily basis. The idea of taking something that is wonderful for granted, as if it will always be, it must always be, it will never go away, and and that it's automatic. And anybody who who takes the United States and our blessings for granted is either ignorant, intellectually lazy, or or delusional. And it's just it's it's a sin. 
It's just such a cheap ticket to the admiration of your peers these days, particularly in academic or lefty or young circles. It is such a freebie saying, this country sucks. Oh, you're so enlightened. I mean, oh, my God, you've done nothing. You've thought nothing. You've you've come up with nothing. And yet you get the admiration of your like-minded, weak-minded, soft-headed, dip-ass peers. Sorry, end of rant. Got a couple of things for you. So Target, to my delight, was closed on Thanksgiving Day, and I hope that becomes more of a a common thing. And what a non-shock this is. So Target and a few other retailers also did this, did not open on Thanksgiving Day, which you know has been the trend for the, how long has that been going on, a decade? Something like that. Everybody thought, you know, we'll get the the jump on Black Friday, which never made sense to me. Um, uh, So it turned out uh, they did it, and their sales were up 8.2%. Now, the pandemic is down from last year, so that would make sense. But doesn't it just make common sense that the people that were... They bought it on Friday or Saturday instead of Thursday. Or Wednesday. Or Wednesday. The prices are good on Wednesday, too. You're going to spend <laughs> roughly the same amount of st- uh, money this holiday sure. season. You just spend it on a day that wasn't Thanksgiving. Right. It's not like breathing or, or pooping. You don't save it up for a day. Or, you know, <laughs> well, with buying, you do save it what? up for a day. Well, what? no, it's, it's, it's what? You, there's pent up demand. You, you, the, the demand evens up. It was a beautiful metaphor. If you don't appreciate it, that's on you. Beautiful. What kind of an economics teacher did you have? <laughs> I should be the teacher. But I, I'm hoping that's a, a growing trend. Yeah, be closed on Thanksgiving. Let all your employees and everybody take a day off, for crying out loud. Yeah, we can have a day without commerce. We'll see you tomorrow. Talking earlier about um, sometimes people who are later procrastinate, it's because they're trying to match their self-image. Somebody texted, Jack, your propensity to self-destruct is shared with long-term criminals. Best wishes, Kevin. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> Thanks mm. for that. Appreciate it. Probably ought to have an off-duty policeman in the studio, just in case your criminal uh, urges come out. The reaction to Omicron is all over the board. Oy. We ought to talk about that to kick off our number two. If you miss an hour, get the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.